Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building for this first Sunday in the month of December. Amen. God has graced us to see 11 months of this year. So we're thankful and grateful for all that God has been doing throughout this year of 2022. Amen. The first Sunday of the last month of this year. So we're just thankful for all that God has allowed us to go through throughout this pandemic, the two and a half years. And God is still protecting us and watching over us. And so we want to welcome you all this morning on YouTube. YouTube, on Facebook. I need you to like, share, and comment. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, I need you to subscribe so you can be notified when we come on live on each and every Sunday and Thursday night. So listen, we're going to open up in prayer this morning. We're going to get some praise and worship. And I'm telling you, you do not want to miss this word this morning. I believe God's going to do something miraculous in this place today. I believe that souls will be saved. People are going to be delivered, healed, and set free by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. So Come on, those of y'all in the building, if you want to stand to your feet, if you got two good legs, amen, and give the Lord a hand praise, amen, hallelujah, for he is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be magnified. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, just to tell you thank you, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for the activities of our limbs this morning, God. We thank you, Lord, for life and breath in our body on today, Father God. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we had a mind, God, to come into the house of worship on today, God. Thank you that we had a mind, God, to serve you, to praise you, God, to lift you up on this morning, God. And Lord, we just come, Lord, to bless your name on today. God, for your name is above every name on today, Father God, and we call on that name. That name is Jesus, Father God, and we lift you up today, Father God. We exalt you and magnify you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Father God, and Lord, we welcome your presence this morning, God. We welcome the power of your anointing, God, to rest, rule, and abide in this place, Father God, that the power of your anointing and your Holy Spirit, God, will move freely in this place on today, God. Lord, saturate this atmosphere. God, with your love, with your kindness, God, with your grace and your mercy on today, Father God, that Lord, your power will move in this place like never before, Father God. Lord, we need a touch from you on today, God. We need a touch of your anointing, God, a touch of your healing, God, a touch of your deliverance power, God, that Lord, you will strengthen, you will build up, you will encourage, God, you will uplift the downtrodden on today, Father God, that those who are in a place, God, of depression, God, those who are in a place of villain lonely and, and, and not valued on today, God. I pray that you will lift up their spirit on today, God. I pray that you will release the joy of the Lord to be their strength on today, Father God. That, Lord, they will put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness on today, God. Lord, we lose joy in this place this morning. We lose life in this place today, Father God. We cancel the spirit of heaviness. We cancel death on today, God. We cancel the enemy's plans and purpose that will try to hinder our life today, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we're going to praise you, Father God. But we don't want the rocks to cry out, God. But we're going to lift up your name, God. But you said that let everything that has breath praise you, the Lord. And God, we come to praise you this morning. We come to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That, Lord, we come to make a joyful noise unto your holy name, God. That we will lift up our voice unto Zion. And that we will lift up our chorus of praise. And that we're going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, God. Let your power reign in this place 
i 
Jesus, and you deserve our praise, Jesus. 
everything that's trying to come at you to hinder your life, that's trying to bring you to a place of depression, that's trying to steal your joy, that's trying to bring you down, that's trying to destroy you, it's got to come subject at the name of Jesus.
Thank God for praise and worship. Thank God for the sound. Amen. Thank God for the musicians. Amen. And what God is doing. Wow. Well, God is good. Amen. And he's worthy to be praised. Before we move into our offering, amen. Uh, Deacon Ryan, you want to share something to share a quick testimony. And then we're going to move into offering and, and move forward in the service. Come on, Deacon Ryan. Y'all can give it up for Deacon Ryan. Amen. You know, today is December 4th, and I'm so happy to be here. Because on December 4th last year, I could not be here. Last year, I got sick. I had never spent a day in the hospital in my life. I went to a funeral, me and my wife, and on the way home at the funeral, I, got, I wasn't feeling well. So I said, I don't, let's not go to the repast, the burial. Let's just go grab something to eat. Let's pick up some pizza and go home. I need to lie down. Mm -hmm. I went. She ordered the pizza. I went and inside to get the pizza. I got lightheaded and broke out in a cold sweat. Mm -hmm. I got back to the car. I said, Karen, I think you're going to have to drive. Mm -hmm. And then I said, she told me, I said, Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I passed out. My God. Come on. When I woke up, she was punching me in my chest. Jesus. And then I started having projectile vomit of blood and blood clots. Next thing I know, the paramedics were putting me in the ambulance. They were cutting my clothes off. They were shaving my chest. And I was at the hospital. And what happened? They said, is this, is that, is none of that. I have no more residue of that. So yeah. what the devil plotted for evil, the Lord turned it out for good. Because they identified some things in my body that needed to get taken care of. So I will praise him every day of my life. Because last year, at this time, I didn't know if I was going to be here. I just, and if you guys that are watching, if you can get in this building, y'all yes. get in this building and get this anointing. Yes. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was happening, but I had enough sense to call on the name of yes. Jesus. Yes. And I'm grateful. And if I'm not here in this building, I'm either on vacation, I'm at work, or something's gonna, but if I can get here, yeah. Lord have mercy, I'm gonna be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, God is so amazing. Yeah. I mean, just when He brought that up, I remember that, that day, it was a Saturday last year, and I was sitting at the computer working on the 2022 uh, vision. <laughs> and Literally, I think with, I had just got off the phone with Prophets then because they had called, I think, about the funeral. And we was joking around uh, earlier before they went to the funeral. And then she called me. She was just screaming, Prophets Karen. And I was like, what's going on? What's wrong? And she was like, he, he fell out. He passed out. He, he's doing these various things. And I said, okay, we, we, we praying. And we prayed. And, and as you said, but before he passed out, he called on the name of Jesus. Amen. See, when I can't get anything else together in my language, in my English, in my Ebonics, 
if my German, my Spanish, my Italian, my Arabic, my Greek, if I can get out the name Jesus, in whatever language you may find yourself speaking, and if you call on the name, he'll show up and he'll manifest his presence. I'm telling you something about the name. And God will do what he said he will do. He is faithful concerning his children. He's faithful concerning his promises. Amen. So I thank God because God has truly done a work. Amen. In that year's time. Amen. And like you said, some things are happening in our life so that we can find out other stuff so we can get right. So we can get some things better. Amen. And our health and how in our living and various things. So we thank God that God keeps us and he makes us aware. Amen. He gives us wisdom. You got to have wisdom. Amen. God gives us wisdom and you, he'll speak to your body. He'll speak to your spirit and let you know, uh-uh, you need to don't do that today. Eat this today. You know, step back today. You know, take a few hours just, you know, hit a fast for, for today. Whatever it may be, listen to the Holy Spirit. If you're in tune, he will speak to you and he will guide you. Amen. Amen. Appreciate you, Deacon Ryan, sharing the testimony. So listen, let's move forward in our uh, tithes and offering on this morning. So we're grateful and thanks. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise for tithes and offering for our giving. Those of you all who are watching online, you can go to our website, www.newcovncwc.com. Click the Give tab and you can go ahead and give. Those of you all who have Easy Time, you can go to your app, select your Easy Time app and uh, give on there. Those of you all who have not downloaded the app, it's the easiest way to give. Just go to your app store, look for Easy Time, look for New Covenant Worship Center, set up everything, and you can give automatically anytime, anywhere. When you're on vacation, you're in Bermuda, you're in Bahamas, you're in Spain, and you're in Israel, you can give, amen. As long as you get a connection, amen. You can push that button and give, amen. Those of y'all who are using the United States Postal Service, amen. You can mail your seed, 2423 Glenwood Avenue. It may be a little busy. It might get a little slower because, hey, we got a lot of packages going out. People sending gifts and various things, but it'll get here, amen. 2423 Glenwood Avenue, uh, Joliet, Illinois, 60435 um, is for your mailing the seed, amen. amen. Those of y'all who need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Terrence will get you an envelope and you can sow, amen. While you're sowing, get my seed and sow. Last week for our debt freedom seed, we raised $842 and we now only need $13,120 to meet our goal. I just believe God that we raised over $37,000, amen, in 11 months is a blessing, amen. And we thank God for that. And I'm believing God for increased overflow, promotion, favor, unexpected income, that we're going to meet our goal. And at the beginning of next year, we're going to be paying this bill and all. And I can't wait for that, that deed burning service. Amen. Yeah. And we can shout and run around this place. Say, we own it. Amen. It's ours. Amen. I just believe God. Amen. He's going to do the miraculous. He will do it. Drums, the keys. Thank God for versatile and uh, musicians.
door, you have your tithes and offering ready to my right. Um, you can proceed from the rear to the front to sow your seed. left. If you have your tithes and offering ready, you can sow. Proceed from the rear to the front. wanted to give. We thank God for online giving. Come on, let's bless the offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the tithes and offering this morning, Father. We thank you, Lord, for every gift that was sown today, Father. We thank you, Lord, that bless those that may not have had it to give on today, that they will be able to give on next time, God. Lord, we release your blessings over these seeds and these tithes and offering on today, that they will continue to be used for the work of the ministry, for the building of your kingdom, God. And we call forth, Lord, blessings of unexpected income, God. Increase favor and promotion to rest upon the lives of your people, God. And we receive it and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Do we have our announcements ready? Come on, Sister Eloy. Say amen. Praise the Lord. You got to get a mic there. Sister Michelle got you over there. You don't want it all the way past it. I'm so excited. We want to hear you, though. How y'all doing this morning? Yes, y'all looking so beautiful on this Sunday morning. I'm so glad y'all came out this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. We want to welcome our visitors on today. Thank you for choosing the Covenant Worship Center to come out and fellowship and worship with us. Our apostle is the amazing Jonas Jones, and our first lady is the beautiful, gorgeous Pastor Venice Jones. Yes. You are welcome to this house where there is... Lots and lots and lots of worship, lots of learning. So come back, invite a friend. Every second Sunday is friends and family. And now it's time for our announcements. Tuesday at 8.30 is men's prayer on the conference law line. Wednesday is corporate fasting, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fruit, nuts, water, juice, and a small salad. Thursday is Bible study at 6.30 to 7.30. Saturday is our movement ministry at 7 a.m. Meet us in the church parking lot, weather permitting. Sunday is Sunday school. It is at 9 a.m. to 9.45. And Sunday morning worship starts at 10 a.m. We want to call out all the youth from the ages of 9 to 18 to come to New Covenant Worship Center Youth Christmas Party on December 23rd. Amen. From 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Parents, please view the flyer that was emailed out to everyone. And remember, you must RSVP your children by Monday, December 19th. Uh, let's now, you know what? It's time to wish all our December birthdays a happy, happy birthday. All our December anniversaries a happy, happy anniversary. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, saints, let's stand to our feet as we have our amazing apostle at the pulpit already. 
He gonna bring us an awesome word. I already feel it in my soul, you know. Yes. And I already feel it spirit right here. I'm telling you, it's gonna be amazing, and we want to get all this teaching that's coming our way today. Yes. In the name of Jesus, we bring up the amazing, my anointed Apostle Jonas Jones. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Appreciate you. Amen. We give God praise. We thank God for His grace and His mercy. You all may be seated in His presence. Amen. Um, I'm just grateful and thankful to be in the house of the Lord and all that God continues to do in our life, how he continues to meet our needs, supply our needs, bless us, keep us protected. Um, th there's so much going on in the world. And I just believe that this is such a, a, a time of great um, you know, priority and uh, we should be intentional about our prayer life. Um, I was, had a chance to look at the world news the other night and I hadn't seen the world news and, and you, you see things that are going on and people just just out of control <laughs> and things happening that are just unusual uh, with weather and different things and happenings and we seen the, the saw the, the truck in Indiana that went between the, <laughs> the tollway and, and hanging and dangling down into the river, amen. Thank God that man got out alive, amen. <laughs> And uh, no serious injuries. And, and it's just so much. But our children are, you know, uh, subject to so much, so many different things. Uh, their life, uh, they're exposed to so many different areas and elements that are demonic. Um, the enemy is preying on them uh, to, to lure them away from everything that looks like God. Amen. Everything that looks like things that are responsible and, and, and morality is just fading away. But we have the ability to pray <laughs> and trust God. And believe in his word that he can change the situation. Amen. Amen. So I'm just encouraging you to stay on your post. Stay on guard. Stay in the face of God in prayer for the nation, for the world. Because there is not anything. We, it's too much to pray for if you say, I, I, what am I praying for today? Just pick it. Just, go, just pick something. I'm telling you, you can pray about it. It's so much to pray for. Amen. So listen, I'm excited about this word today. Um, we've been ministering this series obedience brings blessings and we have uh, just seen the power of God move and and how it's so important that we understand uh, our role as believers and that we move in the aspect of being obedient um, and we see the results of obedience we've talked about the various things in the natural because um, we can all relate to that those of you all who have uh, who work and who are employed uh, as you work and you go to work your obedience uh, how you hear and yield to the instructions that have been given you in your various assignments and duties to do at work, they're going to reward you. They're going to uh, give you the benefit of receiving a paycheck at the end of the week or every two weeks, every month, however way you get paid. Um, if you are diligent and being obedient and doing your assignment, uh, people will recognize you and you may have an opportunity to be promoted. Um, right. You'll be promoted and moved up in the company. Why? Because you have influence. You've been obedient. Uh, you've been following the rules and the instructions. And so now you can influence others to take that same lead, to take that same mindset. Because that's what happens when you move into management and leadership. They're expecting for your team to operate to a certain extent like you operate. Because they want to build faithful, obedient uh, 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 people who will be diligent and doing their assignment. And so uh, it, we, we see this throughout the, our, our, our natural life. And as we apply it, you know, in the fullness of the spiritual side, God's going to release the things that we desire from him. Yeah. You know, we expect so much of God, but we want to do so less. Yeah. 
We expect so much of God, but we want to do so much of less of what's required of the blessings we're asking him for. We're asking him for big, huge things, and, and we want him to do these miraculous things, and, and, and we give him a little bit of us. We give him a little praise. We give him a little time. We, we give him, you know, a, a little obedience. You know, we obey when it's convenient. Yeah. We, we hear when it's convenient for us and we do what we like to do, not what necessarily what we've been told to do. Because sometimes when you, were, when you, when you know you grew up, you didn't like what your mama told you to do, but you had to do what you were told. Because if you didn't do what you were told, there were consequences to it. You may not like it. And so God will sometimes tell you some things you may not like. But he told you it, and if I be obedient in it, it's going to bless me. <laughs> so so you, you, you look throughout because every time when God tried to call someone, when he, he wanted to call Gideon, he said, I'm the least of my tribe. He said, and when he tried to call Moses, he said, Moses, look, I, Moses, I can't talk. You know, so we, we begin to give these excuses and, and things to say that I'm not equipped. Or I'm not qualified. I can't handle it. But God said, I'm going to take you and I'm going to feel you and I'm going to allow you to go forward because if you step out and obey me. What I have for you is greater than you staying where you're at right now. It's greater than where you are in the presence, in the place where you're at right now. you got to move beyond that place. And the only way you're going to move is that you act in obedience. The only way you're going to grow is that you act in obedience. And that's what God will begin to do. You know that in, I keep, I'm just giving you, giving you giving some basic things as we get into the words. You get a full understanding and some simple things that make it practical. You know that, well, any of you all who have... Uh, even even in regular school, grammar school, high school, if you were always in fights, they can expel you from school. Yeah. When you are constantly in battles, constantly causing chaos and, and making all this ruckus and, and just not you are not going to class, you are just hanging out, you are starting fights, they can expel you from school. Because why? You did not exemplify what a student is supposed to do. A student's supposed to come to school to learn. You're supposed to come to obey the administrators, the teachers, all of those things so that you can get education. So you find yourself, the more you're unruly, the less likely you are to succeed because you have not gained the education that's necessary to give you the, the tools necessary to succeed in life. You saw those people who dropped out. You see where their life ended up. You see the things that they had acquired because they did not follow the instructions. They did not abide by the rules. They did not obey. Amen? So, now, in Scripture, we're going to see today, we're going to go to the New Testament today, and we're going to talk about Jesus, we're going to talk about Peter, uh, we're going to talk about fishermen, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, and I want you to grab hold of this today because it's going to be, it's so meaty, and, and Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, I'll be praying, asking God, God, give me revelation, and he began to show some things I hadn't seen uh, previous, and it's like, I don't have time to do it today, maybe the next week I'll pick up on the other part of this, but there are two uh, instances where we see Jesus uh, bringing forth this miracle of allowing fish to be caught uh, when the fishermen were out in the boat and they hadn't caught nothing all night. It's two instances of this. And so God begins to do this because it's, it's, a, it's part of his plan. It's a part of his purpose and what he's trying to convey to those who he's trying to use for his glory. All right. So let's go to Luke chapter four and then we're going to go to Luke chapter five. I want to give you some backdrop of some things so we can, in, in the scripture, um, Peter, who we know as Apostle Peter, Peter, uh, who's in the, uh, uh, the circle of Jesus, Peter, James, and John, 
We see Peter's name. We see him. His name is Simon. Then Jesus changes his name to Peter. We see Simon Peter. Uh, we see si in the new in certain translations. As you read, you'll see uh, Simon, the son of Barjonas. Uh, you'll see the son of Cephas. Those are different translations, different languages that uh, will begin to determine that word Peter, which means rock, because Jesus began to call him rock, that he would begin to build his church upon Peter, this rock I'll stand. Um, and so in Luke chapter four, we're going to see Simon because we're going somewhere. And I want you to see this and grab this before we get to Luke chapter five. So if you're in Luke chapter four, I'm in the New Living Translation at verse 38. It says, after leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's house where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her. Everyone begged, begged, standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever and it left her. And she got up at once and prepared a meal for them. Now, the first thing I want you to see, Simon, he's talking about Peter. Peter has a home. Peter is married. Make note of this. Peter has a home. He's married. His mother-in-law is sick. Jesus comes into the home and now he begins to speak to her and he begins to call forth that fever to leave and she's healed. Now, I want you to keep that in mind because Peter has is, Peter is significant in what we're going to be talking about today. So now go to Luke chapter five. I want you to see Jesus. Peter has a personal life. Peter has a family. Peter has responsibilities. Peter has a home. Peter has things that he's responsible for what he has to do. And so now let's go to chapter six and let's, and let's see what happens in, in Peter's life and what begins to transpire. Luke five, or Luke, six? Luke five. I'm sorry. I said six. Luke five. I apologize. What's, what's, uh, we start at verse one. It says one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Highlight that. That's significant. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner. Once again, Peter has a home. He has a wife. He has a business. He owns a boat. Go ahead, paint your picture. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Jesus had, he, 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 he made a stage for himself. He made a platform for himself so his voice could project over the waters. He said, Peter, let me get in your boat. He said, push it out a little bit from the shore and so that I can begin to teach the crowd. So verse four, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Verse five, master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. Master translated rabbi teacher. What Simon Peter was saying when he said master, he was actually saying, I know you're here to teach the word. I know you're a teacher of, of the scriptures and you're well versed in these things. But he was actually saying it in a way where he was like, you know the scripture, you don't know nothing about fishing. Come on. <laughs> this is the attitude that, that Peter was taking. He was literally saying, he said, you don't know nothing about fishing. You know teaching, you know the scripture, but this is not your lane. So this is what he was really saying to him. He said, Master, Simon replied, because you respect him, he called him by. He said, you're a teacher. He's letting you know. You know scripture, you know, you know the, the, the meanings of the law, and you come to teach the people. He said, 
But we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. Pay attention. He worked all last night. It's daytime now. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. Now, in the traditional King James, the word there is break. B-R-A-K-E. B-R-A-K-E. Now, it wasn't that the, the nets had broke. They were in the process of breaking. So I need you to make note of that because they did not break. It said here in the New Living Church, they said they begin to tear. I'm going somewhere. Yeah. It says a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus said, oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. So now let's, let's back it up. Let's break these things down so that we can see the significance of the blessing. We can see the significance of Peter's obedience. Now, I want you to understand and grab hold of what Peter, being a fisherman, what he endured. Because fishermen have one of the hardest jobs in the world. Those of you all who love seafood, lobster, salmon, crab. It takes great effort to fish for them and to catch them. This is why the cost of it is so expensive. The fishing of salmon and, and crab happens in Alaska. And in Alaska, we know that it's cold. And so in Alaska, they have to fish for these crab and, and, and they have to be able at a certain season when they're fishing for this crab that they're uh, uh, subject to the cold. They're subject to the wind. They're subject to these waters. Uh, they're subject to ice on the decks of their ships. They're subject to drowning. They're subject to hypothermia. They're subject to all these various things that the elements bring because why? They're trying to catch this big catch. And they use cages. They use nets. They use all types of things in order to get this catch. And so when they begin to bring the catch in, uh, and one, one of the statistics talked about that um, that's in one year, one fisherman group, it could be a, a, a over 200 boats in that particular sea that's in Alaska. And they could bring in one year, they brought in $127 million worth of these crab and seafood and various things. But that has to be split amongst the entire, you know, group of fishermen and all these particular things. But they said at some point they can each uh, sometimes bring home $275,000 in a year. So it's big money in this, but it's a lot of danger. It's a lot of risk. So let me let me let me let me share it with you some of the things, uh, the characteristics that you need in order to be a fisherman. These are just some traits that we begin to see. It says you need to be practical, reliable, responsible, able to work well as part of a close team. Able to follow instructions and safety procedures. Mm -hmm. Quick to react in an emergency. 
You need to have good communication skills, good balance, a strong stomach, good fitness and stamina. So these are attributes because as fishermen, you're in a position where you're bogged down and you're going through these challenges where your body's going through, you're away from your family, you're away from home, you're out to sea for these times of weeks and months at a time. And it says, and he, when we, I'm reading the article, I'll share with you about uh, the, the Alaskan, about those crabs, that when you get sick or you get hurt, you can't go to the hospital because you're out to sea. It's not, it's not like you can just call the ambulance and come and rescue you. This is why they said that so many people die at sea from the injuries and various things that happen. And so I want you to paint this picture. Here it is. Peter, James, John, they've been out fishing all night long. Whatever elements they had to endure, whatever things that they had to overcome, they wasted all this time. And they came up with nothing. So at this point, if you've been out all night long doing something that you're expecting to get paid from, you're frustrated. I'm tired because now I've come to shore, but this is the key in what you have to do because good fishermen, and in order for you to be able to sustain your business, and in the time that they were fishing, they used nets. Now, the reason why they were washing their nets and they were close to the shore, because after you go out for a catch, you have to wash your nets in fresh water because if you don't, they will begin to rot. This is why it says they almost broke. If they had not been responsible in doing what fishermen do and doing the duties and doing the assignment and doing every protocol, every step that it takes in order to sustain your business, the, the, the particular net could have broke if they had not been washing that thing, cleaning that thing, getting it prepared to go out again. Because if they're washing it, it does not say that because they're washing the net, it does not mean just because you failed tonight that you don't go out tomorrow. And see, some of us, because we don't get what we get on this moment, or we don't get what we desire at this time, we give up. Because it doesn't work in our way to our benefit. It's not what I asked for. It's not what I wanted. We get frustrated and we give up. But they were looking to fish another day because this is their livelihood. And so, at this moment, they were washing the nets, getting them prepared, and here it is, Jesus is out teaching to the crowd. He's on his assignment teaching and he sees these two boats. He gets on one and he says, push it out a little bit so I can speak to the people even the more so they can hear me more clearly. And then once he's finished ministering to the people, he tells Peter, tells Simon Peter. He said, listen to what he says. Oh my God. He said, now go out where it is deeper. Now, before you can cast your net, you got to go into water that's deep enough to catch some. See, some of us are not growing because we choose to stay in shallow water. We choose to stay in what's comfortable. We choose to stay in what's convenient. We choose to stay what is easy for us. But until you're challenged and you're pushed out into the deep, you won't catch the everything that God has for you because you're constantly swimming in a place where there are goldfish. You got to get out there with the whales and the sharks, baby. You got to get out there in deeper water because you can't keep swimming around here with the little catfish and the little guppies. You got to get into something deeper because as you go deeper it exposes you 
a greater harvest because on the shore in the shallow you can only catch so much but as you go out deeper there's a greater harvest for you because why I choose to stretch myself I choose to expand myself I choose to grow because just as Jabez said enlarge my territory See, some of us pray the prayer of enlarging our territory, but we don't know enlargement requires construction. Expansion requires construction. This was a therapist, uh, uh, a doctor's office building that we're sitting in right now. And in order for us to now transform it, into a church, into a facility that would be conducive for the things that we needed, it had to be expanded. Because this pulpit was a bathroom. This area was small offices along that way. That sound booth did not exist. It was just a foyer. So there had to be construction and things had to be broken down, torn down in order to expand. And if you're willing to get to the place to expand and increase in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, you're going to have to go beyond the elementary, the rudiments, the small things, the elementary things, the Sunday school lesson. you got to go beyond that. I'm not saying the Sunday school lesson is not, not significant. I'm talking about you got to go beyond it. you got to seek God on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. hunger and a deeper uh, 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 desire for the things of God if you're going to receive all the blessings that you're expecting from him. Yeah. I expect much but I keep giving little. Yeah. Say that again. I expect much but I keep giving little. Yeah. So so listen. Let's follow. Is this good? Yes. He says so now go out where it is deeper and let down your nest to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. That's, that sounds like a fish. I told you, if you not get into the mindset of a fisherman, I'm tired. I'm frustrated, man. I've been out here all night. I'm trying to clean my nets for the next day. Yes. And now you want me to get my boat back out, move it out into the deep. That's work in itself. Because now you want me to get my crew and we got to push this thing out and roll this thing out and do what we got to do to get this boat out. He said, but if you say so, I, I need somebody that I need somebody that's really ready, that's not afraid of the deep. I need somebody that's really ready to obey God. Are you willing to obey God over the things that you know in the natural? See, because what happens is self will get in the way of your blessing. See, because I know how to fish, I know how to throw my reel out. I know where the, the fish are biting at. I've been in this particular Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Genezareth. I've been in this lake. I know these waters. That's the mindset of the natural of a fisherman. And here it is, somebody who is a scripture, uh, a person that knows the word and knows scripture is trying to tell me where to go into the deep end. I've been in the deep all night long. I did not catch nothing. And you're trying to tell me to go out again and to cast my neck. But in the midst of all of that, I've lost everything. I didn't get so why not try the but if I listen but if I do if you would try the but what God spoke to you the but will manifest a blessing but you 
just preach that out loud. I'm sorry. I, my butt's got caught up, Sister Yolanda. I don't know where that butt came from, but that butt exists somewhere. And, and that butt will get in the way. But, but, but if you say so. So Peter changed his mindset because he said, he, I believe he reflected, this the same man that healed my mom-in-law. And y'all missed this. See, y'all missing this. That's why I had to paint the picture. You see, if you would have some experience with God, if you know you've had some encounters with him, if you know you've seen how, he's, how he works, how he operates, when he tells you to step out, he just came in and began to minister to her. Everybody was all in a frenzy. They said, would you please help my mama? She got a fever. She about to die. Jesus spoke to her, spoke to the thing, healed her. So I believe Peter at that moment reflected back. But if you say so, I'm here. I need somebody in the comments, but if you say so, put in the comments, but if you say so, but if you say so, Jesus, but if you say so. So if you get in your mind to say, but if God says it, I'm crazy enough to try it, believe it, when it don't make sense, it don't add up. I've been out here all night working. I ain't got no results. But God, I know you can do the miraculous. So if you say so, let's go out the boat. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and take the boat out. Now you got to understand something. The crowd's still there. Because God wants to do things in order to change the mindsets of men. It's not just Peter, James, and John and his employees of his business. The crowd is still there seeing all of this. Because God wants to expose his power to as many as possible. And so we got to come out of our small-mindedness and think that I'm just going to speak in God's and New Covenant Worship Center at this location, in this house, in this place. you got to enlarge your territory. So when you go out and do Operation on, when you go out and do kingdom stuff, when you go out and have gas giveaways, you say, do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Do you love him? I'm here to show forth his goodness, his power, his grace, and his mercy. Why? Because I have a desire to go into the deeper. Because somebody needs to know him. Somebody needs to see his power. And I'm a representation of him. So, Peter, he said, but if you say so, let me do it. I mean, what do I got to lose? Because I didn't gain nothing last night. It is daytime now. It's light out. I can see a little better. I've washed my nets. They're ready to go back out. So they prepared. Jesus said, I'm not going to send you out if you're not prepared. I'm not going to take you to drop the net and it's not ready. Y'all missing this. See, some of you all have dropped the net in the deep and you were inexperienced. You were not ready and the sharks overtook you. Oh, this, 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 I don't know where this coming from. This ain't even in my notes. And so you weren't prepared. You weren't washing your net. You weren't seeking God in his word. You weren't in a place of prayer. But because somebody whispered in your ear, boy, you got anointing on your life. Can I, can I tell you how, when I was in my first church, when we went to visit churches and I was serving my pastor and 
and, and we were serving, and I would, I would always be there when we go out and visiting churches, and I would have to be there to support, serve, being on my duty. And the other men and women of God who churches, because there'd be other leaders there, they would come up to me. They'd come up to me after serving. Man, I can use you. I see how you serve it. This real life. I'm not telling you anything that has not happened. I'm telling you real life. Because leaders know good people who will serve with the heart of God. They'll recognize some things. You know, I can use you. You know, come on over here. You know, and I can do this. Because they see your heart. They see you serving. They see you being committed. See you being faithful. And so, I'm young. Do I bite? No. Because I'm thirsty for this attention? Because I'm seeking a light or, or seeking something that my pastor may not be giving me, but somebody else willing to give me. Oh, I'm going way deeper than I even thought I would be. This, this, this is real heavy. And I, 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 this is not in none of my notes. And so, what happens is, so now you get out in experience and you haven't washed your nets. And you jump out. If I would have left and followed the voices, yeah. I would have got out there and broke. Yeah. And have been broken because they would abuse me and misuse me. Yeah. For all what they could have gotten out of me. Yeah. And then went to the next service and said, the other one that was serving good, I can use you. Because yeah. they keep taking you through the risk cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so. So. So listen, so listen, so he said, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down, listen to this, again, because I've been out here all night, Peter's still throwing jabs at Jesus, he's like, look, I, I already did this, man, I'll do it again because you said so, I'm still at a place where like, man, look, I've got to go out here again and do this stuff, he said, but look at verse 6, and this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Now, this is the other part. Because of his obedience, they began to receive a blessing that not only impacted him, but it impacted his other partners. Yes. See, that's why when you start walking in obedience, it should jump off in your road. Yes. Because you should start impacting yeah. your role of what you're sitting on. They should see you operating in obedience and they should desire to say, I like how Sister Sandy, she gets up and she takes the clinic's box and she has so much compassion and she sees a tear. The tear ain't even dropped yet. She in the spirit, it looks like it's forming and she'll just run with the box and say, I see that it looks like you need some tissue. And when you serve with that type of heart, when you're just in anticipation, patient of God moving in your life that will draw somebody else to say I want to carry the box of tissue like sister Sam she got an anointing carrying the tissue box because why my obedience impacts my partners it impacts those around me and now they begin to uh, they begin to partake in of my obedience and they start receiving in my harvest why because your blessing ain't just for you it's for those who God has deemed fit that it goes beyond your circle it can touch other lives and so now he said bring in the other boat so he his partners they said man come on we got so much fish out here. Mind about the sink. 
Bring yours out. Yeah. And we get ready to have this whole two boatloads. Oh, after man. all night long. Y'all miss it? After all oh, night long, yeah. I didn't catch nothing. Yeah. But at the word of Jesus. Oh, at the command that I obeyed. Why? Because I heard right. Because I hear and I move on it. He said it. He said he did it. And now he received the result of it. They had so much fish that the boats began to almost sink. Yeah. Now notice. Peter had to redeem himself because I told you he was throwing jabs. He didn't, he, he, he didn't really believe fully what, what was going on. He said, man, I know about fishing. I, I've been doing this for so long. I, I got this down pat, man. And you, you, you know, you teach the word. You're teaching the people. And you want to come tell me about these fish? Man, I can go to fish in my sleep. Man, I can do this. So, listen. Oh, my God. Because that, that's what the enemy does. He allows our natural abilities to hinder us to experience supernatural. Yes. I'm telling you. You I was I had so much I, let me I'm gonna tell you. Let me tell you how stupid faith I had. It's just stupid. It was just dumb. But it was faith. But it just didn't it didn't it didn't add up. I had a nineteen eighty eight Oldsmobile Cutlass. Four door. My wife used to call it a hush buggy. <laughs> Another one of those things, uh, Minister Alvin made you go, hmm, what is a hush buggy? <laughs> a hush buggy. So in this little hush buggy, 1988 hush buggy, my dad had bought it for my first car. You know, he bought it for me and paid cash for it, had a car. It was nice, it was brown. But after a few weeks or so, I wanted to be cool. Now, it had a, it had a sofa seat in the front, so you know, it didn't have bucket seats. <laughs> you needed a partner. Y'all missing this. You needed a partner to move that seat. Because it was a couch seat. So, so I'm trying, you know, I'm young, you know, just driving and stuff. And, you know, I would just get in the car to burn gas. I was driving, I live in the Inglewood. I'm driving all the way out to Calumet City, to River Oaks Mall. Just, I don't know nobody in River Oaks. I don't know nobody in Calumet City. I'm just, I'm gonna go to this mall. It's, it's different. So I'm driving out there, whatever, one day. And I'm getting back and get on the expressway. And there's a guy on my right. And I hit him with that back door. Now he in the car, it's kind of really get messed up. It messed up his bumper a little bit. But it dented up my rear door real bad. It was noticeable. It was dead in. I'm mad, so I, I ain't never get it fixed. I wrote it just like that for the till I bring that I had it. I said, baby, this just gonna be a hush buggy with a dented door. <laughs> but I'm going somewhere. This ain't the fake story. The fake foolishness that I was doing, because you know you ain't messing, you're a foolish. I'm telling you how God's grace be. Now, I work at Hell's Chicken, you know, hey, put a little gas in the car, take care of the insurance, you know, because that's bad. You got to pay for your own insurance, you got to pay for your own gas. Now, if I'm giving you this car, you got to take care of the expenses. Don't go along with it. I have to do all this stuff. So I'm working at Hell's, making three seventy five dollars an hour, doing it. Bam, boom. Dollars then. What? Dollars. So on the weekend, after I met her, we got together. You know, some nights would be a Friday night. And I get in my car and I'm gonna leave work, getting off work at late at night, whatever it was, and what time to get off, seven o'clock in the evening or something like that. And I get off and I'm gonna drive to Macomb. 
four hours away in a 1988 hush buggy. I would open the hood because I had been taught that the anointing oil was anointed. I had, I had been taught the anointed oil was anointed. You know, the anointed oil, you know, olive oil, the virgin, extra virgin. So I bought me some olive oil. I lift the hood and anoint the engine and say, Father God, lead me to go down here and sing in front of the as I go to and fro. Now I'm going in foolishness, but I start out in faith. I end in foolishness. I start out in faith. But at the grace of God, if you would do what but I say so, every time I got on that road to drive four hours and back, that car kept me. It didn't break down. Didn't nothing happen. I made it to and fro because I believe by faith I was speaking to the Commanded it not to break down. Don't lock up. Don't come, don't fall apart. Do whatever. So I can get to my boot. Huh? See, if you stick around long enough, the whole truth will come out. So, so I said, because you 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 had to, because that's the kind of foolish faith. And the way I was thinking, because of what I've been taught, it wasn't wrong, but that what 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 were the oil the represent the oil isn't a representation of God's anointing, but it was a point of contact for faith. And I was taught that and I used it, and we still use that particular method. It's a contact point of faith. So when Jesus began to tell him, go out to the deep, he did it, he caught all these fish. And look what happens. He brought forth other people. Look at verse 8. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. You got got your house. You got a business. You got family. But now, what have you done that was sinful? You did not believe in what Jesus could do when he told you. Because you thought he knows scripture, I know fish. And you trying to tell me some stuff that you should be not talking about because I know fish. And so he came to realize, he said, now when he saw the evidence of his obedience, he began to come to a place of repentance. And he began to come to Jesus. He said, listen, he said he fell down to his knees. Which meant he submitted and surrendered. See, sometimes after I did not do what I was supposed to do, I got to recognize and realize if I fall to my knees, if I get into a posture of repentance, if I get into a posture of submitting and surrendering my will over to him, God will forgive me, have mercy on me, and he will build me up and strengthen me, and he will use me for his glory. Because at this point, now, listen what happens. We get ready to close out. It says... Oh my God, this is so good. He said, for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were others with him. They said, man, we ain't never caught nothing like this. We've been fishing for so many years and we never caught this many. He said his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Now you got to realize, they all in the same business, so they can recognize they knew. They were amazed too. I want you to see how, that's how significant the catch was. 
Because they've been around. They sat, they had some big hauls. They had some big fish, some big catches. But this one right here was so powerful. Now listen to this. Listen to this. I love this. Because Jesus, in his compassion, Come on. in his mercy, Come on. and his loving kindness, yes. he ministers to Peter. Yes. He said, Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. Yes. From now on, on, you'll be fishing for people. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. Come on. What? Come on. So, wait a minute, God. Now you just healed my mother-in-law. You just brought this word to the people out here on the shore and use my boat and as a platform. And then you told me to go out into the deep and cast my nets again. We've been out here all night. And then you, it happened for what you said. It manifested. It came to pass. Because of my obedience, I received a blessing yes. that blessed my business, that can pay my bills for the rest of the, for, for the next five, ten years. Yes. We're going to be in the black. And then I realized, I understand that I, I really didn't believe you in the beginning. So I come and I repent. And then you tell me, don't be afraid. I only used that particular avenue to see if you were going to obey because I want to take you to fish others. Amen. I want to take you to fish men. Amen. See, if you pass the obedience Amen. test at this level, God said, I'll elevate you and raise you up to be ready for the next level. Yes. So you, if you can't obey the simple things, how you going to obey the much? Yes. He said, if you can obey me in my voice to just go out and cast out the net, how are you going to be obedient when I tell you to lay hands on the sick? How are you going to be obedient when I tell you to preach the word when, when, they, when they don't want to hear it? Amen. When Jonah was trying to run from everything and, and not preach to the people of Nineveh. God said, okay, you don't want to go? Put you in this fish. And Jonah finally came to realization. If I don't do what God said, I'm, 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 I mean, I messed up. So you got to make the decision, make the choice. Am I going to do what God says? I'm going to do what I feel is, is good for me, what's convenient for me, what I'm comfortable in, what I'm used to doing. Yes. Or am I going to make the sacrifice and say, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust God. Yeah. And we're just going to step out here and just believe him. Yeah. I trusted God. Every time I, I, I got, in, got in that car and started up, I thought anointing with oil, it's going to make it all the way. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. And you got to, so if you believe it, that thing will manifest for you. Yeah. It will happen for you. That's the power of faith. Yeah. And so he said, and as verse 11, we close it. As soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. So wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that after all this stuff that happened, that he left his, because now you, I want you to get this, because they were fishermen. And remember what I told you all about what they're doing. You said, well, man, why did he leave that business? Man, you would leave to be a fisherman, too, to go fish for men. Because the job to be a fisherman, you saw all what they got to go through. I'm going to send you the article. You can read it for yourself. What they go through in Alaska. In them cold waters, in them trenches. So Peter was like, dude, I'm gone. I'm up. I'm leaving this net. I'm leaving this boat. I'm leaving all this. And we're going to follow Jesus. Why? Because these, notice, these became Jesus in a circle. Yes. These were his first disciples he began yes. to call. Peter, James, and John were closest to him because why? God was doing something in Peter's life yes. because he was going to be the one that was going to preach and bring yes. in 3,000 souls, yes. bring in 5,000 souls when we get to the book of Acts. Yes. Can I give you a sneak peek of next week? Because something blew my mind. In John 21, we see Jesus reappear after his resurrection. Yes. 
And he comes to Peter, James, John, and some of the other disciples again. Mm -hmm. But this is after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And Peter one day sitting by the side, he said, I'm getting ready to go fishing. And they said, okay, we're going to go with you. Why did the resurrected Jesus show up and told him to cast your net on the other side? Mm -hmm. But this is the key. I'm, I'm going to give you a sneak peek of next week and I shouldn't even be saying all this. Mm -hmm. Peter, after Jesus had died, I, gotta, I, gotta, I haven't had a chance to research this in the fullness from when the time this happened and they became to follow Jesus. But now after Jesus had died on the cross, been buried, they didn't know he had been resurrected. But once he had died, they went back to what they were doing before they met him. Right. They went back to be fishermen. Right. Because they felt as though their time and their season was up. But Jesus met him again and he reminded them of the same, he came to him with the same place where he met him at. In the boat. Jesus. On the waters. On. Teaching him about gaining and going after fish. This is not your assignment. I called you to go after men. Yeah. So he had to go back because he got comfortable and went back to what he was familiar with. Yeah. I'm telling you, when I preach the whole thing next week, yeah. it's going to bless your whole life. Yeah. If you go home and read John 21, you'll see some of what I'm talking about because now this is after the resurrection. In that, in that case, it tells you it, 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 uh, they caught 153 fish. It was Deacon Jerry. It was one of his quiz questions along the way. He caught, they caught 153 fish. Why would it be significant to number how many fish they caught versus this time? Because it's a different dinner. It's a big fish. 153 big fish. And Jesus, he sat down and had breakfast and he served them. Y'all, I'm going, I'm telling you too much next week. Y'all, it's going to be blessed. Just get here. Amen. I'm going to stop right there because I've been to preach next week's message. We'll shout on about it here. Because I want you to see that because I said, God, this is another, this is another instance. It's not the same story. This is not the same encounter of them catching the fish because this is after the resurrection. Well, he appeared to them because Peter was trying to go back to what was familiar. He said, no, man, I need you to stay on track and go preach the gospel. Because after John 21, we go into Acts and that's when we see the Holy Spirit come upon them. And we see him begin to go and preach because Peter was trying to get back to what was familiar. That's why I told you if you that's what we talked about when there's not a generation of people who are serving God and they are teaching truth. As a whole generation that'll pass away and won't know God. That's why we gotta teach our children. Teach our young children, the grandbabies, the great grandchildren. Teach them the ways of the Lord. If it ain't nothing but the, the little small nuggets, whenever they come in your presence, give them a, well, a small nugget to eat on. Something you can deposit them. Tell them, God, you know what? God watching out for you, son. God blessing you. You know God loves you. Do you know what John 3.16 says? Start reading that to him and say, get this in your spirit. Teach this one to him. Let him know it. Amen. Amen. That's my time, y'all. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Amen. Wow, God is good. Sister Denise, um, write down on a piece of paper how much money you want to make next year. Somebody give us some paper or something she needs, if she needs something to write with. Mm -hmm. Write down on a piece of paper what you, need to, what you want to make next year in your business. As we saw uh, um, Peter, James, and John and see, saw Peter's business increase at, by what he said. But because you said so, <laughs> I'll begin to move. 
And so, while you're writing that, uh, Sister Tina, I, I want you to I want you to walk boldly in the things of God. I want you to walk confident. I want you to walk confident in reassurance of who you are. That you have been fearfully and wondrously made. I want you to let go of all the past mistakes. All the times when you've disappointed God. All the times when you disappointed family. All the times you didn't make the right decision. God said, let it go. He said, be free of that. And God wants to restore unto you the joy of the Lord like never before. He wants to pour into you and take you to new levels and higher heights in him. He wants to, uh, to just abide in you in the fullness. He said, because there's a hunger for God on the inside of you. There's a thirsting for God. And God said, as you continue to get into my presence, as you continue to seek after me, God said, I'm going to fulfill your heart's desires. I'm going to fulfill your heart's desires. He said, don't waver. Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid of the unknown, of what God, of what it could be, what it could have been. No, just go in faith. And watch God do what you desire of him. And don't be afraid to ask him. It's not too big or it's not too hard for him. Amen. And then you know what? You're worth it. Amen. See that? See, the enemy wants you to think that you, you can't have it. You're not worth it. I, don't, I can't. I'm not worth these blessings. I'm not worth this, this type of stuff. I'm not worth this, this, this type of home or this type of car, this type of family, these type of people. I'm not worth it. Mm -mm. That's the enemy. Yes. You're worth that and more. So, God, I thank you for Sister Tina. I thank you, Lord, for blessing her. I thank you that you've given her confidence and boldness to come before your throne of grace and obtain mercy and yeah. favor in the time of need. And that, God, you will stand with her. You will continue to pour into her. You will continue to give her understanding and wisdom. And that you will build her up, Lord, to walk by faith and not by sight. Give her her heart's desires, God, the things that she's believing you for, God. Let her know her worth and her value in the kingdom of God as a woman of God. And that you will bless her hand that everything she touched, you allow it to prosper. Give her vision, God. Give her insight, God. Give her a place, Lord, to seek after you like never before. And that, God, you will bless her and keep her. And I speak life to her body. I come up against sickness, illness, disease. It will have no place in her body. For she's covered in the blood. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Sister Bridget, um, her, uh, not her Rachel, but Mason. There is a change. There is a change that God is bringing forth in you. There is a change. The scales are falling from your eyes. There is clarity. There is vision. There is hope that God will place upon your life. God said, you have to just walk out and trust him. Step into those arenas and those areas where it seems as though I, I can't get a breakthrough in. It seems like I can't push through. It seems like it's always resistance. God said, push through, fight through it. <laughs> fight through it, push through it. Because 
that's where God wants to meet you on the other side of those things that you overcome them that you that you win the battle and that you will not be weary and well doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not and you keep telling God God said I've been fighting and I've been <laughs> my weary when my harvest coming but he says be not weary in well-doing. God sees the sacrifice that you make. He sees the sacrifice you made over the years, year after year. It seems like you'd be put into a sacrificial position. It seems like God, every time it seems like it's about to be about me, something else happened. Every time it seems like I can take care of what I want to take care of, something else comes up. God said, because you've been able to stand and endure God said, I've equipped you and built you to stand. And God will bless you and give you the endurance and the perseverance to go forth and to make it through. You won't fail. You won't fall. And you won't give up. So, Father God, I thank you for Sister Bridget. I thank you for grace and peace upon her life. I pray that you will be the, 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 the rest. You'll be the peace. You'll be the joy that she needs and desires. And that she will walk in the power of your anointing. That yokes are being destroyed in her life. Burdens are being lifted, God. That the weights are being cast off. And that she will walk in trusting in you and believing your word. That you never leave her nor forsake her. And God, we thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. This song by Bashan Mitchell says, It's turning around for me. It won't always be like this. It's turning around for me. And I hear that in the spirit for you. As the Holy Spirit, it's turning around for you. And everything that the enemy has plotted, that's been stacked against you, because some stuff been stacked against you and they tried to like push you into a corner where it seems as though you, you weren't going to make your way out. But something rose up in you and you were able to push and fight your way out of the circumstance. And God said, because you persevered and did not allow the walls to collapse and cave in on you, God said, I'm turning it around for your good. It's turning around for you. It won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. So God said, I want you to have confidence in him that he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Look, that's power that's working through you because you were able to overcome when that stuff was getting ready to cave in on you and they had you in the corner and that stuff was stacked against you. The odds was against you. They said, man, you weren't supposed to come out of that. How you, what? How you make it? What? You were not supposed to come out of that. But I'm telling you, God graced you and he gave you some inner strength and you pushed through and said, man, I'm going to keep standing. I'm going to fight through this thing. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to fail. I'm not, I, I got stuff to live for. I got stuff to get to. I got dreams to go after. And that's what pushed you out of that place. And God said, because you persevered, he said, I honored that. 
And I want you to understand and know that God's not forgotten about you, man. He has not forgotten about you. And I know that because the things that were stacked against you looked like God wasn't for you. It looked like stuff wasn't happening for you. It looked like things weren't going to manifest or change. And it looked like everything was just falling around, falling down. It was going to collapse. But no, God said, I'm going to be there for you because I need you to get to some other folk. Oh, it's some other people that saw what you came through and delivered them. <laughs> I don't know you. I didn't know you when you came here last Sunday. That stuff was stacked against you. The, the aneurysm, the things, that stuff, it tried to take you out. You better tell the testimony. Say, you're in the hospital again. 48 days. I was in test care for three weeks. I don't like to for six days. I almost died. I woke up, you know. When I woke up, you know, my mom, I was there for 30, like I say, she, it took her a day to get here because she stayed in Tennessee. She was there the whole time. I wake up after day, she's right there. Like I say, I'm not no angel, but I just try to be the best person I can. Yeah, Come on, Peter. <laughs> God knows. If I don't obey and engage what Holy Spirit says to release, he won't open his mouth. He just come in here and sit down like he came in here last week and sit down and come on and go. But no, somebody needed to hear that. Because their aneurysm may not be in the natural. They might be going through a spiritual aneurysm. And they might be in a place where stuff might be blocked and they can't see, they can't hear, they can't move. Some yeah. stuff is going on. And God will send somebody and say, you know what, I was sitting up for 48 days. Yes. Yeah. Life support? Yes. Who makes it through that? Come on. I had a cousin, she died of an aneurysm. Yes. In her late 40s. Yes. But for you to come and stay... Wait a minute, aneurysm, and then you don't have no side effects? Come on. You don't have no, you don't have no. See what, you know what an aneurysm is blocking stuff from your brain. It should be some evidence that I've been through an aneurysm. I ain't no doctor, I ain't no medical professional, but it's some stuff I just heard and see. It should be some, a twitch, a shake, a what? Something happened. Yeah. A lift something, but God will come in and He will do the work. So, so 
I love God because he keeps showing us. You can't judge a book by its cover. You can't come in and just think that we don't know what somebody's endured. What they had to get through to get here. But by the grace of God. So man of God, I thank you for sharing your testimony. And as God began to release and pour into you, he was reminding you just to keep living. Keep going. And don't forget about even the things that you desire to do. Just because you went through a setback don't mean you can't go after what you want to go after. Peter thought he was just going to be fishing for the rest of his life. Come on. He just, he, God said, no, I got a plan. I want you to fish. I want you to be a preacher. I want you to teach this gospel. I want you to begin to be a, have an impact on the world. All because he had an encounter with Jesus? All because Jesus said, I want you to come out of the water? That's what God would do for you, man of God. So hold on and keep standing and keep believing. And God's going to continue to do the miraculous. Amen. That's one of my spiritual sons. He's one of the many that would come to my yard. And they would let me pray for them. And they would let me anoint them with oil. Because he's, he's one of the many that God showed me. Don't judge a book by the cover. And. When you came in here last Sunday, I knew you were seeking something, but then you had to leave. And when I saw you again, I was going to ask you to pray for him, but I didn't even have to ask. God knew. But he had, you know, I didn't know about the aneurysm and everything like that because you never shared that with me. But I do know of a, when you were talking about Peter had that experience where he saw where Jesus moved on his behalf. He had one of them Peter experiences at my house because they were over there. And it was a bunch of them. And I always, after they eating and everything, then I go get the oil and I start anointing them and everything. And my sister Gloria was there that day. And we tag teamed them. And so I, I said, does anybody need prayer? He was one of the ones. It was three of them. And I said, Gloria, take them in Ronald's room and pray for them while I maintain out here. He had a court case. And he was going to be sentenced the next day. She prayed for him. They had been anointed. When he went to court, the judge dropped the case. Just further confirmation. Because the things that were stacked against him were trying to hinder him. Just as he said, multiple times, God spared me. Saved me. That's the power of God. I ain't forgot about you, Denise. I, I, I got you. I was gonna pray with you with what you put on your paper, uh, Sister Diana. The choice is yours, and the thing that you desire is for you to ask of Him with clarity with reassurance that you're going to trust God in the process of what you asked him for. Because you're actually putting yourself through agony, hardship, undue stress, and pain. And 
is affecting you. And you strong enough to, to not let nobody know and let, not let anybody to see the real pain of you, what you're feeling. But I, the Holy Spirit, my spirit, the Holy Spirit grieves with us. And I sense and I sense the Holy Spirit and the weights that's on you. I'm telling you, it's getting to a breaking point. And you're going to have to make a decision because you can't let the enemy come in and just snatch everything from you. I'm talking about your mental peace. I'm talking about your joy. I'm talking about your strength. Material stuff is nothing. It's the peace, that joy, that strength, that will to go on. Ah. God said, I see every tear you cry at night. I see the frustration and the pain. I see the way that you're moving, the way that you do things, the way that you operate. God said, you got to be able to be free. The weight is too much. And it's too much that God has in store for Diana to do in the earth. For the pain, the hurts, and the disappointments to keep flowing. So God, I'm praying and asking you, God, give our sister strength today. Give us strength to stand. Give us strength to overcome. Give us strength to choose wisely in whatever choice and decision she decides to make. Yes. Give her the will to go through that process and that she will come out as pure gold. Yes. And that God, you will be a comforter to her. You will be a guide to her. You will be strength and peace to her. And that Lord, you will give her rest in her soul. Her mind, her will, and emotions shall be balanced. And that God, you're covering her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. No weapon that's formed against her shall prosper. We stand that no weapon will form. No weapon that's formed will prosper against her. Strengthen and keep her and watch over her. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Told me to ask you that because um, God has given you the gift, the things that you do to work with your hands. But now God said in 2023, He's giving you, He's going to give you a strategy to multiply the seed that you sow so that it won't be as though you've worked for that amount. It will be as though God has multiplied you to receive that amount so in other words it's like I can work for six months and make that and be off six months that's just an example of what God will do 
because he will supernaturally going to give you a plan and a strategy. Some people are going to come your way. And it's going to be opportunity for you to, to sow and to do some things that can potentially add value, increase, favor. Oh, it's some doors that God wants to open. And God said he can trust you when the door is open. And he said, this is the time now because I can trust you with it as the door is open. You've been prepared. as You've been, you, you've been washing your net. <laughs> I love God. He said, you've been washing your net. And so you've been preparing for this. And because you've been preparing for this, I can trust you with it. And that God, I decree and declare that by the power of your word, by the power of your name, that the amount that she has written on the paper, the amount that she's believing you for, for her business to increase and to receive that revenue to come into her hands. I decree and declare that God, you're going to supernaturally manifest it just as you told Peter to cast his net out into the deep. I pray right now that God, you will give her wisdom, instruction, guidance, strategy, methods, those connections of networking with people, and that she will have discernment on who to say yes to and who to say no to. And that God, she's going to experience supernatural overflow because of her obedience. In the things that she has done over the years. God has not forgotten one seed. One sacrifice that you've made. <laughs> and all the stuff that you've done for those kids. The grandkids. The stuff that I know that you all had to go through in this year. God said because you stood. And because you did not lose love for them. Yeah. And because you did not have bitterness or resentment toward them in the situation that was happening, that was going on, God said, I'm going to grace you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to stand with you. And I'm going to build you up because I want you to know that I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. Because you had the heart to be able to forgive in the midst of everything that was happening. Just as Jesus said when he was on the cross, he said, they know not what they do. Amen. They know not what they do. And God will have mercy. That's the kind of God we serve. And because you have that heart, God said, I decree and declare by the power of the blood of Jesus that everything you stand in need of, you're believing God for, for your family, for your husband, for your business. I prophesy this day, December 4th, 2022, that God, you will experience the year of much in 2023 like never before. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen and amen. amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand, praise. It's time to go. Um, we got, we're going to take our communion and we leave it. That's it. He said, shut up. That's it.
Pastor Nice, um, um, come and um, administer communion. Amen. Come on, we're going to prepare and receive our communion. Amen. In 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, we see Jesus sitting there and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. Amen. So let's get ready. If we can all stand, we're going to get ready to take communion. Father, we thank you for the body. We thank you, God, for your blood, oh God. We thank you that it heals, it saves, oh God. And Father, as we reflect and we examine ourselves, oh God, we pray that we are worthy, oh God, that you would reveal those things that are in us that need, Lord God, correcting and need delivering, oh God. Father, we pray that you would bless, oh God, this communion and those, oh God, who stand in need of healing, God, as they partake, God, the healing will manifest even now now, oh God. God, we thank you for those who prepared it, oh God. That they prepared it with the right heart, the right spirit, oh God. And Father, that it will bring the things that we need, oh God, to keep us. Not God, only on this week, God, but to yet keep us in that we will yet stand. God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Come on, let us partake.
And they whipped him all night long. And they whipped him all night long for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. Amen. Everyone have the body of our Lord and Savior. Somebody didn't drop the body. Amen. <laughs> But everyone got the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on. This is Jesus took some bread and he broke it and he gave thanks. And he said, this is my body. Amen. Let us all partake of it together. Amen. Amen. And in the same manner, he took the cup of wine. Amen. We got a little grape juice. Everybody got the blood here. And he said, this cup is that new covenant between God and his people. Amen. Let us drink together. And Father, we thank you for everything that our eyes have seen, our ears have heard on today, oh God. We thank you for the word that went forth and the man of God that you used on today. Father, to release the word, Father. We pray that that word will get in on the inside of us, oh God, that it will be sown on good ground. We shall see the harvest in our life from the word, oh God. Father, we pray for the spirit of obedience to be upon our life, God, that we hear your word and that we obey, oh God. Now, Father, keep us on this week, God. Cover us and protect us, oh God. Lord God, we even pray for our homes, our families, oh God. We pray even for our jobs that you would meet us there. We thank you for favor being upon our life, oh God, that we have favor with God and we have favor with man, oh God. We thank you that our relationships are favor, God, and you're yet keeping us. And Lord God, as we leave now from this place, we don't want to leave your presence. And God, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. And they left out singing a hymn. And I know it was the blood. Amen. You are just...